Welcome to Toadstools and Garlic Cloves. I am your host, Dorothy, joined monthly by my co-host, Samantha, and I invite you to join us as we hunt down cryptids, explore the paranormal, and dive into lore from around the globe. So sit back and relax as I lead you on a weekly adventure of this strange and creepy world that we call home. All right, and I'm guessing we're recording, and welcome, oh god, okay, things are happening. (laughs) So right now, I moved from Vermont, where I had a room and a table, and things were set up properly, to uh, a little trailer in Michigan, it's temporary, this family stuff, and (laughs) right now, I'm in a trailer, I'm holding this, this pop screen thing that you're supposed to put in front of the mic. I'm just holding it in my hand because I have nowhere to put it. Um, but also on the mic front, I just realized, so I have a Yeti. Um, I just realized that there's two buttons on the back (laughs) and I've had this thing for months. I was like, oh, there's two buttons on the front. Never even looked at the back. (laughs) And they say, what do they say? gain in pattern. So I don't even know what that means. If anyone knows what that means, let me know if it's supposed to be somewhere else um, than where it's at because it's just on whatever it was when I got it. Um, What am I doing? Where am I? Where am I? (laughs) Like I said, I'm in Michigan now Um, and awkwardly holding this thing. This, This is just weird. This is my new... My new normal. <laughs> um, but where in the world are we today with toadstools and garlic cloves? So if you have listened to my first episode, which wasn't really that good, so I suggest not really listening to it, I started out in California. And then because I'm stubborn and I continued with the story, even though there wasn't really a story... I felt bad and said that maybe one day I'll come back and do California right. So, I did. So, that where in the world are we today? We are in California. And what are we looking into? We are looking into the RMS Queen Mary. So, the Queen Mary, if anyone has been there, hit me up on my Instagram. DM me. Let me know. Um... Because I don't think I've actually been there. I know I've been to a couple of ships that were um, harbored, moored, docked. I don't know. I don't know what the term is. Um, while in California, Southern California, but I don't think any of them was the Queen Mary. I think I would have remembered. She's really pretty. Um, and big. So we are in Long Beach, California right now. So, some quick facts about the Queen Mary. It is the RS Queen Mary. She was built in Scotland. She sailed the North Atlantic Ocean from 1936 to 1967. She retired in 1967 and now sits at Long Beach, California. She was converted into a warship transportation vessel during the WW2, so World War II, to ferry troops. And the Queen Mary is now a tourist attraction and includes a hotel, museum, and restaurants. So right here I'm going to tell you all the references that I have from 
this would be uh, the Queen Mary website, wiki, and the two uh, shows I watched on the Queen Mary was BuzzFeed Supernatural, which, by the way, if you don't watch BuzzFeed Supernatural or BuzzFeed Unsolved, freaking awesome. I highly suggest it. YouTube, Hulu, literally anywhere. Um, and then there's Ghost Adventures. We're back! <laughs> okay, my hand's cramping. Oh no. I'm going to be like showing a photo of this on Instagram. I'm going to do a little Insta story being like, here's my new setup. I'm using my arm to hold this thing. <laughs> um, but okay. So in-depth facts. As the um, name dictates, it was named after the Mary of Tech, consort of King George V. It had two engine rooms and four boiler rooms. It measured over 80,000 gross registered tons. So that's the ship's internal volume equal to 100 cubic feet per ton. The Queen Mary is 1,018 feet long. And a little bit of reference, the Titanic is only a little over 46,000 gross registered tons and only 882 feet long. So the Queen Mary is definitely bigger. There were some schematics that showed them next to each other. It's definitely like two times as big. And some of the Queen Mary's features um, are as follow in quotations from Wikipedia. Two indoor swimming pools, beauty salons, libraries, and children's nurseries for all three classes. A music studio. The, the pop thingy just like got closer to my face <laughs> as I was saying this. Okay, so a music studio, a lecture hall, a telephone connectivity to anywhere in the world, outdoor paddle tennis courts, and dog kennels. It also had five dining areas, uh, two cocktail bars, a grand ballroom. So this was a very, very, very lavish ship for its time. Then in the 1940s, it was quote-unquote literally, quote, um, converted into a troop ship to carry Australian and New Zealand soldiers to the United Kingdom, unquote. And it was painted a navy gray, and this is how the Queen Mary got its nickname as the Gray Ghost, because it was extremely fast, and it was painted gray. And that is all. <laughs> it carried as many as um, 15,000 men in a single voyage. Then in 1942, this is a very notable incident, it accidentally sank one of our escorting ships, the HMS Curacao, and it ended up killing over 300 personnel on there. During that time, the ship had a no turnaround order. Um, because it was during the wartime, so unfortunately they couldn't turn around for survivors and kept on going, and British ships were um, sent out, and I think they got there like an hour later. I, I do believe they were able to save some people. Oh, I'll get to that eventually. And in 1967, the Queen Mary had her 1,000th and last crossing of the North Atlantic, and she had carried over 2 million 
112,000 passengers in her lifetime and had gone over 3,792,227 miles. So she logged a lot of passengers and a lot of mileage. Um, the Queen Mary today uh, is permanently a tourist attraction, hotel, museum, event facility. They have a 40 theater, spa services. I know on the Wikipedia page, I kind of just perused through it. Um, Queen Mary has gone through a ton of financial hardships and owners opening and closings throughout the years. Right now, it's still open. Um, I checked out its website. You can hotel there. You can get married there. You can event there with anything, dining, hauntings, tours, fun stuff like that. In 2008, the Times Magazine listed the Queen Mary as one of the top 10 haunted places, I'm guessing in the world, but it didn't say that. It just said top 10 haunted places. That was it. Um, one stateroom is supposedly haunted by the spirit of a murder victim. Suite room B340 is notoriously haunted, quote unquote, as claimed by the hotel management. And you can specifically, I went on their website, you can specifically request to be in that room and stay the night. Um, they also operate many haunted tourists. And that's based off, quote, this is a Wikipedia quote, terrifying original stories and characters based on the ship's well-known paranormal tales. That also gets me into, I did grow up in California. I had heard about the Queen Mary, but I got reinterested in it. Um, there is a book series. Oh, crap. I wish I would have looked this up before. Insert weird music now. <laughs> okay, so there is a book series, um, if anyone's interested in it, um, by Kate Danley, and it's the McKay. Uh, the Maggie McKay series, and in one of those books, which I really, really like these um, books. They're really well written. Maggie McKay is on the boat, and the entire book is about her being on this boat. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, well, if anyone's interested in it, <laughs> they can look it up, but one of her books, she's in, on the... Um, Queen Mary, and it has to do with, like, time loops and transportation and vampires and ghosts and fun, fun things. I thought it was a really good rebranding and uh, take of the Queen Mary, and the author did do her work, her homework, looking into the Queen Mary and things like that. So, that's a lot of editing. I'm sorry, Sam. Have fun with that. Uh, <laughs> again... Maggie McKay, Magical Tracking Series by Kate Danley. That's what reinterested me in the Queen Mary and put it back on the list. Or put it on the list. BuzzFeed Unsolved. Season 1, Episode 7 was about the Queen Mary. The main stars of BuzzFeed Unsolved is Ryan Bergera and Shane Madej. So we got our Shaniacs out there. 
And we got our Ryan Axe. I don't know. <laughs> I forget what they call him. Because Shane doesn't believe in ghosts and Ryan believes in ghosts. And this is actually the episode where Ryan confesses that it was when he was on the Queen Mary in 2009 that he didn't believe in the paranormal. And he was taunting the ghosts. And he was in cabin B-484. And that night, he was repeatedly poked in the face. And the next morning, um, they have film of this where his toothpaste just, like, randomly falls off the counter. And it was because of those two things that Ryan started believing in ghosts. So that was a fun one. So they came on board the Queen Mary and the first words, like, outside of, like, or out of Ryan's mouth were, like, she's two times the size of the Titanic. Shane was like, what? No. Ryan's like, yes. Shane's like, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> when really, I did have to look that up, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Because she is. The Queen Mary is two times the size of the Titanic. <laughs> then they go into some facts which I've already talked about. And then we get into the deaths. So the most notable deaths, turning my page, um, was in 1936. The first captain of the Queen Mary died of a stroke. Then in 1949, a senior second officer... I can't say words. This thing is just wiggling around in my hand, and I really want to take a drink of my tea. Excuse me. This is happening. So, in 1949, a senior second officer accidentally drank laundry detergent out of a gin bottle. But also, why are you keeping laundry detergent in a bottle like and it wasn't like that it was just a random bottle somewhere like in the laundry room it was next to the, all the other alcohols apparently so there's that i don't know if that was an accident quote unquote <laughs> then in 1942 the most notable was when the queen mary hit her escort and that resulted in 331 deaths and like i mentioned earlier view Via war protocol, the captain was unable to stop for any survivors. Oh, it's said that you can still hear the crew members from the sh uh, smaller ship screaming in the boiler room because that's where the propeller was and that the ones that didn't drown by being trapped in the ship would have been pulled into the propellers and chopped up. In the 1930s and the 1960s, um, two women drowned in the first-class swimming pool. Um, I don't have a date for this one, but there's a little boy that also haunts the passageways near the pool, but I don't think there's been any um, reported deaths of a little boy, so they don't know where, about where he came from. And then we have the famous little girl named Jackie who haunts the swimming pool areas, but there also hadn't been a reported death of a little girl either. But we'll get into that with Ghost Adventures. Then um, in World War II, the cook died by being shoved into an oven by the Australian soldiers. 
So apparently they didn't like what he was cooking. And they say that you can still hear his screams. And then in 1966, that, yeah, that checks out. Okay. 1966, um, an 18-year-old crewman was crushed by a automatic closing door, um, which was door number 13. So that's kind of creepy. Okay. So in the rest of the, oh my, my hand, I'm going to have to figure something out with this little pop thingy. I just had to change hands. And we're moving. So Ryan and Shane are just moving about. They're just exploring the ship. It's not dark yet. And they're about to go down the stairs into an isolation room. When a pigeon just like springs up out of nowhere and scares the shit out of Ryan. (laughs) It scares the shit out of everyone, honestly. And I thought it was funny. It's like, oh my god. And then it goes into uh, the most haunted cabin of the Queen Mary is um, B340. There are voices that can be heard, beds shaking, um, water that just runs, lights turning off and on. And they shut down that room and ripped it apart over 25 years ago because of all the complaints. And that's where they're going to stay the night. So, in Ryan's words... (laughs) It is the nightmare room. And if you ever watch this episode, it is the nightmare room. It looks like an... uh, I would not stay there. It was creepy. Um, And then... It's nighttime now. It's also nighttime where I'm at. That's fun. You know, they shut, they go in there, they, like, roll out their beds. They're, like, not their beds, they're uh, sleeping bags. And Ryan looks around and asks if anyone wants to talk to him. <laughs> and Shane farts. <laughs> and Ryan's face was hilarious because he was like, oh! Oh my god! And he's like, and then Shane just started laughing. Yeah, Shane just like starts laughing because he's just like, I farted. I'm so sorry. And he's like, you did it on purpose. And Ryan is like, how could you? <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was fun. I like I like watching their stuff. They make bad things hilarious. Well, that 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 came out wrong. They make scary things funny. Um, with their reactions and banter. And this is why doing things solo is hard to do banter on. So if anyone wants to come on board onto my podcast, just hit me up with a DM. (laughs) I will gladly talk to you so I don't go insane talking to myself. (laughs) Let's see. And I have some more. So at 3.50 a.m., there are... So Ryan wakes Shane up um, and he's like, there's like sounds of things. And Shane is like, it sounds like cats fighting outside. And from the, from what I was hearing, from what was on the show, yeah, it sounded like rats or cats fighting outside. Then at 4.10 a.m., Ryan hears a voice. And then my next note is that the ship is over 80 years old. So I feel like that note should have gone somewhere else. <laughs> but that was the end of it. 
the only thing that they got on camera were um, those noises. And that was it. They survived the night. No worse for wear. Probably a little bit more scared than usual. <laughs> Shane was fine. So if you're a Shaniac, he's fine. Ryan probably shit himself. It's fine. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I told you, doing this solo is making me go insane. <laughs> okay. So now we are... I just watched Ghost Adventures. I love you, Ghost Adventures. I understand you now. Not really, but it's fun to watch. Season 10, episode 1, I do believe. Really, it just kind of goes into some of the things I've already talked about that... One of the most haunted locations in the world. Return trips when it was World War II. The Queen Mary carried the wounded and the POWs who died. In 1942, they collided uh, with their escort, which was 338 sailors drowned or were chopped up. Okay, so this is where the new stuff comes in. Tales of hauntings did not actually start until the Queen Mary retired from service, which was in 1967. On the show, Zach meets with Robert Woldscar? Woldscar? Woldeski? Woldesari. I don't know. That was a weird. I'm not a demon, I swear. Um, who's the author of a few of the Queen Mary books, and he had done over 60 seances on the boat in his time investigating it because he's an author and a paranormal investigator. I feel like that's a lot of seances. I don't think I'd ever be brave enough to do a seance. They freak me out. I just feel like it's bad juju to try to invite something to talk to you if it's not there already. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on that. So Zach asked him if there was any evil or bad energy that ever answered um, from the seances, and Robert said that he had gotten voices saying, I'm going to kill you and get out before. So that's creepy. Then they talked about the mysterious death of the crewman that was crushed by door 13 because they say mysterious because they don't exactly know how it happened, because those are watertight doors that are activated, and that some people believe that he was actually pushed into that door and murdered. Then, <laughs> it's really funny, so Zach is talking to um, Robert, and they're walking through with their guys, and then all of a sudden, the commander and the captain of the ship show up, and Zach's like, I'm gonna shake your hand and make sure you're real. Which he does, and they are real. They are not ghosts. End of that story. Because <laughs> I probably would have done the same thing. I've been like, are you real? I must poke you. <laughs> oh. The commander and captain, Zach, asked them if he believes that the place is haunted. And the commander was like, yes, absolutely. There's ghosts. The captain was like, there's this, this weird type of feeling that's on the ship. It's present all the time. So, yes, they are believers. The um, command said that he had one experience only and it was on the 75th anniversary of the ship and his wife were doing a three day stay in the cabins but also why would you want to be on vacation in a place that you work I don't know it's weird 
But he said on the third day, his wife went out to go get him a coffee, and he laid back down on the bed, and then he heard a voice, a lady's voice, whisper in his ear, I'm so cold, I'm so very cold, which I find very creepy. There is really only one male spirit spirit that's reported consistently, and it's the sailor that was crushed in that door 13. I mean, if anyone's been on ships, we're not talking about, like, a door, like a regular, like, door. We're talking about those airtight seal doors that are huge and, like, weigh, like, 500 pounds steel type of doors. Probably more than 500 pounds. So he's crushed in one of those. Not like, I was crushed my toe in, like, a door, a bedroom door. Not one of those. So it was one of those watertight and airtight seal doors that was down in the boiler rooms. Or engine room, sorry. And it was, unluckily, door number 13, which I thought that ships got rid of door number 13s or didn't have a door number 13 or a room 13 or anything like that per superstitions. I don't know if that was just an American thing. And since this was a British ship, maybe they didn't have that superstition. I don't know. If anyone knows about ships and their history, let me know about the 13s. I know they, I thought they did that in hotels. I think that they don't have like a level 13 or something like that. I'm going to get off the word 13 now and continue. Okay. The propeller room, which was instrumental in the death of the accident of the 300 sailors who lost their lives. So they go down there and they are like... There's two people that say that they're getting dizzy in this room with anxiety and chills. One of the guides and Zach have this feeling. They do an EMF sweep and they don't pick up on anything. Then it goes to Zach saying that he has powerful feelings about this ship. And then we get to Jackie, who haunts the pool area. Remember, Jackie's the little girl that haunts and she's been haunting there for over 20 years since the 1990s apparently so rob remember he's the one that wrote the books and he's with them right now rob starts talking about jackie and zach interrupts him and says wait jackie is a little girl that haunts a pool area rob was like yeah and apparently there was an event that took place back in 2009 that Zach was part of with a psychic medium named Debbie, that an EVP captured a little girl speaking, and it's very, very clear, and they go back to that, and it's very creepy. Um, And then they continue walking around. They ask the captain if he's had any experiences with Jackie, because apparently he has. And he says, yes, that multiple of um, experiences with Jackie. He has seen her. She frequences um, the Queen Mary. But there is no record of a little girl dying and no one drowning in the swimming pools. Which I find weird because in the BuzzFeed they did say that there were two women. One in the 1930s and one in the 1960s that drowned in the swimming pool. Which... (laughs) Oh, she and Ryan make a joke about this, but not really, like, a joke, but it's like, wait, so you're saying that 
they drowned on a thing. They, they drowned in water floating on top of the water. So it's like, yes, they drowned in a pool that's on a ship that's on the water. Which, <laughs> when you think about it, it's kind of funny. But also not because death is not funny. I'm so sorry if anyone's related to those women. But, side note, in the Maggie McKay by Kate Danley book, she actually talks about these women, and they say that they were actually found in the dressing rooms. So it's possible that they died near the pool area. So for over 20 years, investigators have made consistent contact with that little girl, Jackie. Peter James was the first psychic to ever speak to Jackie in the 1990s. And he seemed like such a sweet older gentleman, too, which I feel bad later on. Because I don't know if I've ever talked about it. But I do know that if you listen to podcast, and that's why we drink, M has a... Was it M? Was it her theory? Or am I thinking of something else? She brought it up before. She's brought it up in her Annabelle episode that sometimes children ghosts aren't actually children ghosts and they are being portrayed as children ghosts when they're really a different type of entity like a demon (laughs) or a very bad spirit and that they bring on their persona of being a child so you let down your guard you feel bad for them And now that just makes me even more terrified of children ghosts because, I mean, children are creepy to begin with. Turn them into ghosts and then turn them into bad spirits being like, can I hold your hand? It's like, no! Personal distance! We're in a pandemic, goddammit! (laughs) Get away from me, ghost child! (laughs) And then I'd run away screaming. That's, That's exactly what would happen. I run away screaming for Mr. Boots. Come save me. (laughs) And if no one knows what Mr. Boots is, go back to that episode um, in mine about Scotland. I support you, Mr. Boots. I've gone off on another tangent. I don't know where I'm at anymore. Jackie, where are you? Okay, so Peter James. So apparently, I'm guessing he's dead now because... Or just wasn't available. I'm thinking that he probably passed. Oh, wait. I'm so... Oh, wow. I can't believe I said that. He's dead. Peter James has passed on. Because they do a seance later and invoke his spirit. I'm hoping he's passed on. Or else that would be a really weird seance. (laughs) So the friends of Peter James bring his um, two investigator um, jackets with them as trigger objects for spirits because um, Peter was consistently over for like 20 years talking to Jackie. So they're hoping those jackets will kind of bring her out. Zach decides that he wants to do a seance with Debbie, the psychic investigator in Medium. And that's a car that's driving by right now. And Peter's two friends. So they go to the first class swimming pool where Jackie's the most active. All of a sudden, the sound of a door squeaking and opening. And they look over and a door literally just like opens and closes happens. So there's that. So that's fun. 
And then there's a couple light anomalies that end up happening that are just kind of one goes through Zach and then also Zach sees someone walking and hears someone walking in the distance. And then they kind of, they start asking Peter if he's there, if he wants to be there to talk to Jackie. Um, Did he find out if Jackie really was a little girl? Because none of them, none of these people believe that Jackie's actually a little girl. They they think that she's like a demonic demonic energy. So they kind of ask Peter if he's there. And... They hear someone on the EVP, they play it back, and they hear someone say, what anger, when Zach asks Peter's spirit if there's anything that he should be concerned about with Jackie. So that's kind of creepy. And then they play back the EVP a little bit while later, after not really asking any questions, and they hear a, oh, I hate them back from the EVP, which was not in response to a question. So, like, they just got random. Just, like, two spirits talking to each other, probably, about the guests. They was like, I freaking hate them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I could just see that happening. <laughs> so they end the seance, and then they come back the next night to stay the night there, which is traditional ghost adventure drama happens. (laughs) The next night, they return. They do break off. So, Debbie and Zach are actually going into the um, first class pool area again. They want to make more contact with Jackie. And the audio and and video techs, Billy and Jay, go to the cargo hall area, which is where the propeller is, to do a little experiment. So, back to Debbie and Zach. Zach yells as he's walking down into the ship, Ghosts of the Queen Mary, permission to come on board. And then it just cuts to a commercial. (laughs) And then they're at the first class pool. And... Or no, no, no. They're going to the first class pool. They're about to actually go down the staircase. Zach is explaining this new light camera. It's a structured light camera that maps out forms. I don't know. I I don't I don't know if I just zoned out when that was happening in the way that I watched these free ghost adventures. I can't really go back. <laughs> but it's supposed to pick up the ghosts. And Zach sees a humanoid figure in the stairwell. And he flips out, because I would flip out too, and I would not be going down there. I might make fun of you guys in Ghost Adventures and other ghost shows, but you guys are doing things that I would not be doing. Eh, maybe I would, if I had a partner to do it with. Sam, editor, do you hear me? Let's go investigate things. I don't know why I got silent like you're going to answer me back when you are in Vermont and I am in Michigan. This is weird. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like a robot. <laughs> Insane. Oh my god. Okay. So he just like runs down there. Zach does. And Zach just like runs down the stairs being like, come back! 
ghost come back. <laughs> he doesn't actually say that, but I'm pretty sure his mind is screaming at him to run away. And he's like, no, come back, ghost. Oh, God. So they go back into the first class room and, or pool room. Oh, my, my eyes are watering. <laughs> I'm laughing too much. Oh, my God. Okay. So they end up, oh, sorry. Okay. They end up in the first class pool area and Aaron, which is another cameraman, basically asks if Jackie's a little girl or not. And they play back the EVP and it says, not. So, either she does not identify as a little girl and identifies as a different gender, which is totally possible, or she is not a ghost. So take that with what you want. So she is either not gender identifying as a little girl or she is not a ghost, a little girl ghost, and is in fact a demon. Or maybe it's both. Maybe she is it. They are a demon in the form of a little child that we gender identify as a girl. Boom. Knowledge. I just solved it. That's exactly what it is. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going off on tangents. I'm sorry. Okay. Playback EVP response says not. <sighs> they get silent or they're setting things up and then Debbie and the cameraman Nick hear the word daddy out loud and they're just like whoa what and they play back the EVP and clear as day you can hear the words my daddy um they were moving around some chairs I th oh wait I remember what was happening they were asking if uh, Peter was there and he if he wanted to sit down on one of the chairs and that's when Debbie and Nick heard the word daddy my daddy came from the EVP, which could be a response from Jackie about Peter because Peter did talk to her a lot in the 1990s. So maybe she just attached to him. And if his spirit is there, maybe she really is a little lonely ghost child. Oh No! This is what they want! No! It's creepy. Sorry. I'm looking outside now. I'm in the middle of the woods in a trailer. It's creepy out here and it's dark. I'm pretty sure the road's haunted outside. I hear clip-clops every now and then at the same time every night. But there's nothing out there. Also, the noise you hear behind me is a clock. I just realized if you can hear that ticking, it's a clock. Those aren't the clip-clops that I hear. Oh my god. Just like Zach. I just had a weird moment. I got chills. <laughs> but Zach has a weird moment with electrical charges and you can just see his anxiety start to build. So this is where it gets primo ghost adventures happening. It's happening. This is why I watch. <laughs> and then it cuts to um, Billy and Jay on their side quest <laughs> in the cargo hold with the propeller. 
And they're doing this uh, laser mic experiment to capture audio, and they set some things up, and the lasers actually pick up the vibrations, which turn the vibrations into words on the computer, which I think is very, very interesting. I don't know if anyone knows more into what people use nowadays for paranormal investigations, but it's gone very high techy techy. And oh, that was actually a point that I wanted to make was that when Zach shined that structured light camera that maps out forms down that hallway and um, or down that stairwell and saw that humanoid figure, it just reminded me of why you should never shine a UV light out in the desert at night because it's you're just asking to see things. So at night in the desert, if you shine a UV light on the ground, you'll see scorpions because they light up. And I feel like these structured light cameras, it's basically the same thing. It's like, you want to see them? You're going to see them. And it's kind of just like, do you want to, though? Or do you just want to know that they're around you? Like, it's the same with the scorpions. Like, if you're walking in the desert at night, you know that they're there. But do you really want to see how many? <laughs> I feel like that's the same premise right there. Okay, side quest, laser mic experiment. Okay, back to Zach and Debbie. Zach asks if Debbie would like to stay at the first class pool by herself and connect more with Jackie. If I was anywhere on this ship at this time when this was happening, I'd be like, no, I do not want to be left alone. How dare you even suggest that? Because <laughs> I am a chicken. <laughs> oh, God. Debbie's like, yeah, sure. And there's a couple more flying objects that go back and forth at this time. Like little tiny, not orbs, but flying objects. He goes ahead and leaves Debbie at the pool, and Zach, along with Aaron and Nick, who are some other audio and video techs. So we have right now six people on board the ship in three different places. So we have Debbie in the first class pool area. We have Zach, Aaron, and Nick in the boiler room. And then we have Billy and Jay in the cargo hold. So right now, we're in the boiler room with Zach, Aaron, and Nick, and they go investigate this area because a staff member stated that on a tour, two women were um, strangled by an unseen force. This is where we get our, again, primo ghost adventures kick and laugh. Because Zach just, like, goes in the room. There's, like, a tiny little table in there, and he kind of looks round and it's like in the green like dark vision lighting and he's all like do you like to strangle women why are you strangling women <laughs> and it's like so much drama happening it's almost like one of those like the uh, criminal movie tv shows it's like why do you strangle women and of course he gets no answer but actually, he does this time. He asks this question, and then all of a sudden, all three of them, and this actually picks up on audio and video. You can hear an older 
woman, it's an older lady, like a, like just laughing, like a really creepy disembodied laugh after Zach asks those questions. So that's really creepy. Zach says, hey, there's like this really dark presence in this room. So he shuts the door. Zach doesn't get strangled. He opens the door and he's like, ah, she doesn't want to strangle me. So they go investigate the uh, laughing. And then we cut back to Debbie. She's actually having like an actual EVP conversation with the spirits going on. It's really weird. They say her name. It's creepy. And then we go back to the side quest with Billy and Jay. <laughs> and one hour later, <laughs> words start to appear on the um, vibration machine. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> the um, laser mic computer. Words appear and they kept saying the fifth, the fifth. So he types in because there's another thing that he can just type in on. He's like, so you can ask questions. He's like, what's the fifth? And it says five gate. He's like, oh my God, that's freaking crazy. What is that? And it responds back, your soldier. So this is a lot more technology. This is a computer. So, I mean, technically anyone who's skeptic probably say it was hacked or something like that. I just don't know. I don't know how this really works, but it was creepy. You know, as I mentioned before, we did have POWs and uh, wounded soldiers that uh, were coming back from the war that didn't make it. So it could have been a soldier. I don't know why it was his soldier. It goes back to Zach. Zach's back. <laughs> so he's at door 13 area in the boiler room. And clear as day, you see this also, like if you're watching this episode, a person walks across this doorway. You can actually see the silhouette of a person walking in front of them. And it's really creepy. And he's like, whoa, you know, where's Nick? Where's Aaron? And Aaron's right next to him. Nick was a little bit farther away from him. So it wasn't them. And they're just like, what the heck? Like, I just saw someone. So Zach goes running down there and into the, um, and in that that doorway that the person walked across leads into a really really big like uh, stateroom area, but it's it's a room that he lit up and um no one was there. He's like, "Hello, is anyone there? Hello." Remember, there's already six people on this ship, three of which aren't accounted for, plus possible security and who knows anyone else. But it just didn't look like there was anyone there. Then Nick starts hearing people walking up on a the uh, on the catwalk, the platform above him. You hear this, and there's no one there. And there's more unexplained noises. It sounds like some of them are coming from the pipe that's above them. Zach says, John, if you're down here, apparently John was the um, 18-year-old that got smooshed in the door 13. He's like, if you're down here, bang on something, and then there's an unexpected bang. But again, they are in an engine room. So take that as, as you will. And then as they are walking out, getting done for the night, Nick gets pushed in the back. 
And that was right when he crosses the threshold of door 13. So that could be either the person that got slammed in that door. He was trying to save him from being crushed. That's what I took from it. That's all I got, I think. I think we're good. I think that's that's all I have on my notes. If anyone has any stories that they want to tell and want to come on the podcast, let me know. DM me. That being said, you can find me on Instagram at Toadstools and Garlic Cloves. Hit me up if you want to be on the podcast. We can talk about stuff so I don't slowly go insane talking to myself, which is already happening. You can hit us up with an old school email, uh, at gmail.com. And if you have any suggestions or where you want me to go next, send me a DM on the Insta. I bid you adieu. Until next time. I hope everyone's staying safe. Bye.